it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. Tragedy strikes the Sixers yet again. After losing their fourth straight game, Joel Embiid has a torn meniscus. How long will the reigning MVP be out for? Is the team's playoff hopes over? How will this affect how Daryl Morey approaches the trade deadline? Are the Sixers truly cursed? Don't look to the Flyers for relief as the Orange and Black have lost five straight themselves. Carter Hart has been confirmed to be among the five players charged with sexual assault and has surely played his last game for Philadelphia. What does the goalie situation look like from here? Is the tank back on? Or will a move be made to keep their playoff hopes alive? The Eagles have hired Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. What will the former Chargers OC bring to the Birds? Vic Fangio has been officially announced as a defensive coordinator as well. Can the revamped coaching staff bring new life to a team that struggled so much to end the season? And is Jason Kelsey's brother a government psyop? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Good to be back. 47. Damn, I feel like that's a good thing to be here for. I mean, 47, that's a long, it's a lot of weeks to be doing sitting down here in this basement or upstairs together, but I don't know why this hit just now. But uh, week's going good. We had someone up on our roof today putting up some shit. We had a little leaky roof for a little bit after that snowstorm, oh. so we got that all covered up. Just a little tiny hole, but all good now. But uh, yeah, it feels good. It's actually not cold out today, so got me thinking about warmer weather. Felt good to have the sun on my face a little bit. Plans were happy. I was happy. So yeah, man, good to be back. You're getting a little carried away with this happiness. As, well, uh, I had I, in non-sports world, I got to look at some things a little bit that aren't just doom and gloom all the time. I saved that for here. Huh. I guess that's Keep fair. Things in perspective. You know? <laughs> as you coined it, this Life is goes on. This is sad boy winter, or as uh, Gloucester said in Richard the Third, the famous William Shakespeare work. Now is the winter of our discontent. We in here, man. This is uh, man, dude. The, the, the vibes the... are dark right now. <laughs> I love that he had the the we in here too. That was Shakespeare. Yeah. I did like that. But yeah, it's uh, the queen is dead. Not not great to be a Philly sports fan, but you know what? Hey, we're in February. We got Groundhog Day tomorrow. Yet, you think he's gonna see a shadow? Hell, did you look up the forecast? Uh, I think it's still just gray. I bet you he sees that shit, and it's still fucking. What is it? If he sees his shadow. It's still like a month of winter, and if he yeah, doesn't see he the goes shadow, back in. yeah, nah. He, he, if the, so, if things have been checking out the way it's been checking out in PA, he's gonna he's last, not gonna see that. Sh- yeah. He's gonna see the shadow or not see the shadow. Well, it's gonna be more the, winter. One of the final remaining pagan rituals in in Pennsylvania, you know the. Yeah, yeah have y'all ever actually hug. paid attention to what this like? What this is, the spectacle of Groundhog Day out? is? In oh, it's weird. Uh, yeah, in I was going to say, I, I thought you were going to ask if we ch- like check the data and see if, uh, if we if believe this in this. actually bears out or if this is just a bunch of uh, hokum. Well, I, you know what? I'm, I'm a believer in it. I think that it's true. I think it's a mindset. I think if that little fucking thing says it's going to be winter, I'm like, damn, I'm depressed for another extra month or so. But if it says it's going to be warmer, I'm like, you know what? It is a little bit lighter out now. Oh, he he hits you with that placebo. He got me with that. He yeah. got me. He got me. Now the whole spectacle of Groundhog Day doesn't really make any sense to me, but I guess Punxsutawney's in the middle of nowhere, so they ain't got nothing else better to do. We should go yeah, see that one day. Thing. Do a live pod there. Yeah. It's it's too white. Just try to it reenact the whole for it's me. Real, I mean, the fact that these people aren't aren't just white, but they're white pulling on a groundhog. That is that is some extra shit. Go there. They re-enact. got the top hats on. Yeah. Also, I don't think there are really women involved. I think it's like. It's a male-dominated thing, so there, there it's might It's always be... a guy in a fancy, uh, yeah, the suit and the top hat pulling the, the groundhog yeah. out. 
That like, poor groundhog. All he wants to do, do is you think put the same one. I mean, I don't know what the lifespan of a groundhog is. I assume they it's, it's kind of like Lassie, where they just kind of replace it every few years. I would imagine. Let's see, average is it lifespan. The... Not a view ass of a groundhog. Probably just grab grab a new one each year. Let's see what we got. Pat, you're looking it up too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Damn, only three years? Yeah, they're grabbing a new one every couple years, man. Yeah, we're on At most, they can reach up to six. In captivity, which maybe he's in captivity, 10 to 15. Nah, they should grab a, a stray one every year. That would be a real test. Yeah. You go to a How real How long hole. have they been doing this for? Oh, it's been a thing for a long time. I, I want to say since like the 1600s. I will say, though, really? a lifespan of a groundhog in the Northeast is like a week or two if you're lucky when you catch them. You, <laughs> you caught many groundhogs? Oh, yeah, man. We went through a summer once, me and my dad. We displaced like six of them. I didn't realize there were so many groundhogs up there. Oh, they love pears, man. So it was a lot for yeah. a while. They get all big and Groundhogs happy. and twisted tea. They start building up tunnels and shit. They had tunnels all up in the neighborhood. People really? were happy that, you yeah. You had a community of groundhogs like the, like the, the Orthodox fat. Jews? They Dude, were living under your house. We almost had to spray them with paint to make sure it wasn't the same one coming back because like, we would like take it to the golf course. You were and then, tagging like, them? Well, we thought about it, but then we were just you know, getting them out of here for a little bit, uh, pulling out all the tricks. But yeah, we, we, had, we sure must have caught- Sure to get your groundhog spayed and neutered. We help must have caught like six groundhogs one summer in like a span of two weeks. Six? Yep. I shit you not. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's wild. It's nuts. Dude, you know what else is coming? Uh, I believe this summer is the cicada thing. Oh, the oh, brood X. The big one. Well, there's there's like, it's two. It's like the eclipse of two different. Uh, there's the one that comes every whatever, 17 years, but I think there's like another one that comes every so like, often years. And this year, both of them it's are a overlapping. Mega one. So there's going to be. I feel like it never really hits this area that much. We don't much. even hear them in the We city. don't really hear them that much. Mm-hmm. But there's some places where they cause, like, car accidents and shit because there's so many cicada carcasses in the street. They, like, you know, tires slip on them. You can't get no traction? Mm. Wow. Yeah, there's just, it's just full of dead cicadas. It's yeah. quite a life. They just come up every 15 years, get eaten by birds, do it again in 15 years. That's it. They Talk li- about living underground. Yeah. So there yeah. are... There is at least one thing worse than being a Sixers fan is uh, being a cicada, I think. You wake up, you have sex, you die. I mean, it's not the worst thing in life if yeah, that's right. your life, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's supposed to be like the, the mega year this year. Interesting. We might have to go somewhere where we can observe the spectacle. I mean, camping should be brutal this year if you go anywhere yeah, you're, you're like not going like, to wake up at 4 a.m. because you're going to hear... One time we were camping, we put like one of those little like outdoor kitchens up, you know, like with the screened-in thing. Mm-hmm. And we put it right over, apparently, where like all these cicadas were coming up. Woke up the next day, filled with cicadas. Oh, God. All over. <laughs> Making all that noise and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a fan. Mm-mm. But anyway... Guess we'll be we'll have to get be ready for that when the moment hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming. But yeah, man, not bad. Uh, so a weird of events with animals and shit coming up, but also just as weird for Philadelphia sports. I feel like it's funny to make fun of everyone else's meme where it's like we didn't boys losing the first on the playoffs and then do whatever. Where the Philadelphia sports wheel of endless doom is just like, well, at least you got the Eagles coming up. Then they disappoint. It's like, well, at least the Sixers are playing. Then they disappoint. It's like, well, spring training's back, baby. So now at least the Phillies will be here one day and we can root for them. But then in like two months, they'll most likely disappoint. We also have done absolutely nothing this offseason. No. 
It's been miserable. This that's kind of just how baseball is now, though. Like, I mean, there's a lot of guys that still haven't been signed. It's kind of ridiculous. They need to do something about that. I don't know, but yeah, we got what, what do we got here? We got uh, the Eagles are out of it. The uh, the the Sixers look like they they might be doomed. The Flyers vibes are at an all time low. This they season. are who we thought they were, and the two teams that no one wanted in the Super Bowl are in the Super Bowl. Ugh. So that's what that's what we're looking at here, folks. Yeah, everything's going well. Not. Yeah. So yeah. I guess what do we want to get into first? We can start, I guess, with. Uh, do we want to start with all the bad news? I mean, the Eagles aren't really bad or good. It's just it's news. Just meh. So yeah, it's just some news. Do we want to just go with depressing first, or do we want to just go get the Eagles out the way? I guess we can get the Eagles out of the mm, way. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion. Yeah, it's like a neutral. It's like a plateau of the season. You know what I mean? New coordinators. Great to see some fresh faces slash un- you know, familiar faces with Vic Vangio coming back home. Um, I like the moves. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Yeah, I feel like, it, you know, they pretty much got, you know, the kind of guys that they probably would have tried to get last year if, you know, mm-hmm. they were in this position. They didn't have to uh, scramble for people. I mean, they hired these guys pretty quick, but they seemed like they got their they got their guys. Certainly Fangio was the guy they would have had last year. And then Kellen Moore, guy who interviewed for head coach before they've hired Sirianni. So they've kind of always had their eye on him. Obviously think pretty highly of him. I feel pretty good about about him. Um, you know, had that Cowboys team two years ago that was had a really good offense. And then the Chargers are, I mean, they're the Chargers, but you had Herbert out for a while this year. Still did a, pr- a pretty decent job with that team, I would say. Yeah, I like the OC move. I think that um, Kellen Moore in this, at least with this, the weapons that he has, you bring a guy like that with good ideas and a pretty functioning offensive scheme with two back-to-back 1,000-yard receivers and back-to-back 1,000-yard running back, whoever is back there next year with a great O-line and a promising young quarterback, I think would be a dream spot for any OC, especially with a potential contender. I'm curious. I like the Vic Vangio signing. I'm just curious to see how they build the defense around them because you're going to lose a lot. It's not like, you know, Kellen Moore, you, one of, any of us could really be the OC next year and do a pretty good job. Like, you don't have to do a whole lot of hand-holding where Vic Vangio, I think, has the biggest task of, of the two that they brought in just because you're going to lose either Graham or Cox or one of each or both. You never know. Um, probably, hopefully, Bradbury. Um, you got an aging secondary or a very young you know, uh, juvenile secondary and just young players in general that could use, it's a good chance to develop that talent, but you know, it'd be interesting to see what he, what he builds on this defense with, with the pieces that he has. Yeah. I think with his, his defense, what the, the film grinders, the film guys, the NFL film heads have been saying is that you really need good safety play linebackers. You need better linebackers than the Eagles have, but to run any scheme as we've talked about before, you need better linebackers. You just than the need Eagles linebackers got. in yeah. general, honestly. So, so yeah, to <laughs> something your... slightly better than a warm yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. <be> exactly. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, to your point, right? Um, they they the personnel is going to be key here. Certainly, defensive line. If you figure, if one of Cox or Graham comes back, you should be okay. I mean, Jalen Carter, we know he's going to be a stud. Jordan Davis, we hope he can get it together and stay in shape and stay healthy. Milton Williams balled mm-hmm. out at the end of the season. 
even Tui Pelotu. Yeah. He was time. hitting his stride pretty good. So defensive tackle, I think you'll be okay. Edge rusher, I mean, you figure you still got Reddick. You still got Sweat. You still got Nolan Smith. You would expect him to get a little better. Big development year for him. You'll probably go out and land a guy, a guy or two. So defensive line, I think they'll be okay. Secondary, the film heads are saying that cornerback it isn't the most the uh, the most focal position in the secondary in Fangio's defense. It's really about his safeties. I don't want to get too nerdy or technical, but um, safeties need to be able to really quickly read and diagnose plays and rotate quickly. Sidney Brown, you would think he could do that, but he's coming off an ACL. Yeah, he probably the jury's going to be out fairly late in the season. Reed Blankenship, I would think he can do that. My concern with him is he's probably not fast enough. To cover a lot yeah. of ground like that, so we'll see what they end up doing in safety. I doubt they draft anyone super high, but maybe a free agent comes available. We'll see. Maybe they trade for someone. We know how he likes to trade. But, uh, yeah, I like the Vic Fangio move. I think, as we talked about a little bit last week before the signing was official, uh, his defenses have kind of become a little predictable when other guys run them. Mm-hmm. But he's the OG, man. He invented it, so he'll be able to adapt on the fly and – from what I understand, from what people have said that know his scheme, uh, he does adapt. He does make yeah. adjustments when need be. And, uh, yeah, no, I like it. As far as Kellen Moore is concerned, I think that it is a really good move. Um, he'll bring NFL principles to this offense that we didn't really see. He runs a lot of motion. I think he was eighth in the league in motion. He'll play. He'll run play action. Mm-hmm. He'll throw a lot of plays from under center. Into the offense. Now the question becomes: Can Hurts run a system like that? We haven't really seen him do it. Yeah, I think that you pay the guy the big bucks to be adaptable, and I think that goes into what we kind of said last week, where losing Brian Johnson, who's been with him almost his whole career and just whole life in general, you lose that safety net. I think it'd be good for him to have that sour taste in his mouth from having a MVP caliber year the year prior in the Super Bowl. The, the city's all got your back. Now people are throwing in the question, oh, was this another Carson Wentz move? You paid him too soon. Is he reliable? Is the knee going to be okay? Can he still run? Is he going to make good decisions? I think that Kellen Moore um, has dealt with very good young up-and-coming quarterbacks as well with Dak Prescott, with Herbert. So he's used to that kind of uh, mentality from uh, dealing with a guy like that under center. And I think, again, it helps with whether you have Kelsey back or not. The O-line's still going to be probably a top-five O-line in the NFC or in the NFL, really. I don't know if you can say that if Kelsey's not back. I, I, I would You're putting a lot of faith Stoutland, on Juergens. Stout, well, I'm putting more of the faith in Stoutland. I think okay. that um, O-linemen, they've been able to find guys in the draft. Obviously, Kelsey is a guy. We haven't really seen them draft the true center in you know, 10, 12, 13 years, however long he's been here and actually played center. Um, but I think that this is a good test for Hertz. I think it's it'll be a, a good enough challenge to keep his mind off of MVP getting back to the Super Bowl. If he can just focus on learning a new system and and playing that, I think it's well. And he's got the weapons to do it. So if he only learns seventy five percent of it and it's a tricky system, you got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard. You know you have plenty of weapons around to help you out with a scheme like that. They won't just be running with their backs toward you. You'll mm-hmm. have He'll, he'll put you in a good position in the beginning. I yeah. doubt they're going to throw the whole playbook at him from the jump. I would say one thing that really encouraged me about Kellen Moore was seeing some of these um, route charts 
Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. people put out, or it just shows the you know all the routes that a whatever receiver ran during a game. And there was one that I saw of uh, Keenan Allen, and it's just I think he had like twenty targets. This game it was kind of I mean, insane, but it he was, was just a target all, monster. Yeah, but it was just all over the field. Yep. And then right next to that was one of Devontae Smith from last year, and it's just all just on the edge. There's maybe one slant route mm-hmm. in the middle of the field, and I'm just like, if you can just bring some of that, I'll be happy. And he's also apparently supposed to be very good at scheming against the blitz. So you figure no that's another, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've, so you figured that's a, a couple areas where we are really lacking that hopefully he'll be able to, you know, plug those holes, so to speak. Well, here's the deal about Kellen Moore, right? This is, uh, this is maybe, I wouldn't say it's a con so much as it's something to consider with him is, uh, doesn't really run the ball. That is true. But neither does his have, offense anyway. But you have Jeff Stoutland who's our run game coordinator, who's one of the best O-line coaches, is is the best O-line coach in the league. I shouldn't even say one of. So I think there could be some sort of conflict, not where it's going to blow up or anything, but they're really going to have to figure out how they want to run an offense in terms of a run-pass balance. I mentioned that Kellen Moore runs a lot of motion. Since Jeff Allen's been the offense coordinator, even before Nick Sirianni, the Eagles never really been a heavy motion team. You can't really be one when you run RPOs because the minute you start running someone in motion, things get confusing. Depends on when the ball snapped, depending on whether the quarterback keeps it, whether he's throwing it, whether uh, he's handing it off. A lot of things can go wrong if you're running motion while that's going on. So I do think it'll be interesting to see, as an offense, how the two of them meet in the middle, how Sirianni kind of oversees it, and if Sirianni can keep his nose out of it and just let them figure it out, which... I kind of have a feeling Sirianni, if they have a couple bad weeks, which could happen as you're mm-hmm. going through these growing pains, I kind of have a feeling that Sirianni being on the hot seat still, I think we can all acknowledge he's going to be on a short leash to a degree, might start to meddle. Whole summer to figure that out. Whole preseason to see what they do, how they run an offense. But that is something I think it'll be worth considering as the season starts in like 12 months or not 12 months, 8 months, whenever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, you hit on all of it, right? It's personnel they bring in through the draft, free agency, things like that, trades. Uh, we have a lot of draft picks. We have the most uh, comp picks coming in right now. I think we got four or five, so that's a good thing to come through with all those moves that we made last year after we went to the Super Bowl and lost all those guys. Um, I think that the senior presence in the team from a coaching standpoint is good and welcomed with Vic Vangio. Um not that Kellen Moore senior, but having seen you know he's been a- around for a AFC while. and NFC yeah. sides of the house too, where you see two different schemes. You know, uh, Dallas was kind of trying to find out their offensive identity. He was on their team when they still had Zeke, so they they again had established in the trenches. He was in a still big a run player game. on that team. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So you know, you have a a guy that's seen two different types of offenses. Um, you know, you're naturally afraid of changing things with motion and stuff like that. But you look at San Fran and McCaffrey still was able to get his numbers by running the ball, you know, and that's fine. Um, I think it's an interesting thing. I think Sirianni definitely is on the hot seat. This is a proven year for him. Um, the fact that Bangio has connections too with uh, Hurt or Hutt, the big fucking. Oh, uh, Clint uh, Hurt? Yeah. Clint Hurt. The absolute so, unit. Yeah, so you know, you, you have a guy that Big was guy. was a DC before, and now he's just a uh, defensive line coach. But you know, un- if unfortunate things happen out in the first couple of weeks that you know Laurie wants to make a move, pull the plug, 
I think that you could see Vangio step in and have, you know, the big boy come in as DC and it'd be fine from that perspective. Um, but I'm not ready to make that move yet. I just think that the moves that they have made are promising. There's still a lot of great head coaches out there that if things were to go tilt, you could bring someone in to prep for the next year. But I'm pretty optimistic. Nothing crazy, but I think it's actually good moves. Like your point, Trevor, like they were quick on making decisions as head coaches where I feel like being so good, you're stuck with that, where we went to the Super Bowl with Dougie P, we got gutted, and we didn't bring anybody else in, then we lost Dougie P, then you bring in you know, Sirianni, and you go to the Super Bowl, and you lose everybody again, and you're late to the game, where at least now we have two well-known and and well-respected coordinators at the position, and we'll just see how it shakes out. Yeah, yeah, I think the other thing, too, the other reason for optimism, this is looking far into the future, so we get the second-place schedule this year. The gauntlet that we faced, like six week stretch where mm-hmm. it was Dolphins, Buffalo, KC, yeah, Dallas twice, twice, just about. Yeah, that we won't have anything that challenging. Yeah, and I mean, certainly the Eagles lost some some very winnable games this year down yeah. the stretch for sure. But I think a lot of it was probably a product of just playing grueling game after mm-hmm. grueling game, prime time game after prime time game, yep. four o'clock game. In the rain, Monday night game. A lot game. of sloppy games, right? Too. You get flexed into a Monday night game. Overtime. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll have more than three one o'clock games next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So, so I think all of that bodes well for the Eagles. Reasons for optimism. And I'm not saying that Sirianni is definitely going to meddle. I could see it happening. Yeah. He looks but, like he got put in his place at the, that press conference. He looks like he's just doing enough to not get yelled at hopefully my man gets some damn rest dude yeah. all those bags under his eyes no he looks fucked yeah. up all tired like when you see those pictures of the president at before and after you know <laughs> i seen yeah. one of sirianni when they first hired him he he looks young he looks chipper yeah. his face is nice and yes. full no dark circles yeah. skin looks nice and like mm-hmm. clean what's what's the word Hair's i'm looking for gray, like Obama, moisturized like plump yeah, he's looking good. Now yeah. you look at him, he just like a looks hung over. Cactus. His skin's all dry. Mm-hmm. Face is all long and gaunt. It's like, damn, dude. Yeah. He's been, he, been living off Pizza Hut. He turned too much into a Philadelphia. We're like, whoa, we, we liked because you acted like it. You don't have to, you don't have yeah. to really be one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to look like you're dude, living on a 95. Dude, you, you're like, a yeah. football coach. You can't be looking like that. <laughs> you got to look like Andy Reid, look fat and happy. <laughs> but, yeah, I think there's, there's uh, reason to be – Obviously, we're depressed from the season the way it ended, but reason for a slight optimism. Nothing crazy, but just they didn't do anything stupid. I like the move. They didn't go out for a crazy fucking new up-and-coming DC or a new up-and-coming OC. They got guys that are well-established, have an actual process to their name. We'll see what they can do with yeah. the team. I mean, these are the type of moves you make when you have a good roster. Right. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. Not, you're not looking necessarily for someone to be like the young innovator, mm-hmm. which is, you know, fine. But when you have a, a roster like they do, you kind of just need someone that's uh, as a high floor, you know? Yeah. 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 And I think you're seeing that too across the league too, though, is that we mentioned the point where like continuity is a big thing to have a perennial winning team. And a lot of teams that were in the playoffs this year held on to their coordinators for the first time in a while. Look at the Lions. Yeah. Johnson, you know, Johnson, Johnson, yeah. yeah. Wasn't the, weren't the uh, Washington on a plane to meet him? And then yeah. <laughs> while they were in the air, they got the news. It was like, now he's staying. Yeah. Yeah. They either were en route to visit he him. actually stayed. Or they had like, plans yeah. to get to Detroit that day. Yeah. So it's good to see. I think that that's what the, the league needs. you got to have guys. It helps a coaching tree, too, where, like, you know, you don't see a lot of the – I'm tired of the whole, like – 
either Bill Belichick or Andy Reid coaching trees. There's not a whole lot else out there where, you know, it's nice to have some establishment. A lot of young coaches out there. I'm happy the Raiders kept their man. Like, it's good to see stability in the league so we can have good football. It just makes a better product, too, at the end of the day. There yeah. was one hilarious. I don't know if it was the actual headline of the article or if it was just the way the tweet was worded. I think it might have been from Adam Schefter when you know, they were talking about Ben Johnson deciding to say in Detroit. And it said, uh, you know, Ben Ben Johnson decides to stay with Detroit, citing wanting to win a Super Bowl. And it's just, <laughs> it was just the most, like, backhanded thing. It's like, yeah, I think I'm going to actually try to win a Super Bowl and not go to Washington. Yeah, it has a dumpster fire. But shout out Dan Quinn. I mean, the guy finds a way to be a head coach every couple of years. See um, if he can get the job done this time and not blow a 25-point lead. Their defense, he made it to the Super Bowl, at least, though. Yeah, Given their, that. their defense will be, I don't know, that team's fucked up. So I, I don't even really, I Chip, hate that he's in the really division. Quarterback. But, yeah. Chip Kelly for offense coordinator. Yeah, it looks like that might be happening. That would be hilarious. We'll have to get Marlon on the pod again. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, boy, yeah. He could get Big some more Chip, Chip Kelly, Kelly takes. Shout out Marlon. We know you're watching and listening. Marlon, number one Chip Kelly fan. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the Super Bowl? No, I guess we can s- save the bulk of that for next week. Yeah. I yeah. will say just on this, these playoffs in general, like, man, this, I feel like the, what, the thing that characterizes this playoffs the most is teams just fucking blowing it. Like, yeah. God damn. Bo- yeah. Like, both of these teams just got in by other teams just completely fumbling the bag. I mean, San Fran should have lost to the Packers. They fucking blew it. The Ravens, Detroit. obviously. Yeah, Detroit fucking blew it. Yep. Oh, that was sick. I call that Just shit, though, horrible. too, to be honest. And then even the in the AFC, well, obviously the Ravens didn't play well enough to win that game. They held KC scoreless the whole second half. And then you have that fumble, diving, trying to dive into the end well, zone. Well, Zay Flowers, the first thing he did was that taunting pattern. I know, just shooting Which himself. Which taunting is bullshit anyway. Taunting's corny, but you, you, can't, but you, gotta know. you can't drop the ball on a guy and just loom yeah. over him like that. I, they're think gonna call, just, I think that's just fun. But they're going to call that every yeah. time. I think it's fun, I agree. Too. I think they should allow it. Like, get rid of the taunting, get rid of the penalty for celebrating touchdowns, all that shit. But they he's got to know it. better. Like, you know how to know the rules, man. It was some stupid poetic shit, though, that like KC almost lost that game, though, to that same exact play against Buffalo. When they fumbled the ball through the end zone and got that turnover, yeah. and then you get, yeah. and then they pretty much that did the, that won the game for them. Really, honestly, at that I don't point. know if it's just me or, but like it feels like that whole fumbling through the end zone for a touchback has happened more this year than yeah. I've ever seen before. Happened with us, we we got to play yeah. like that against Buffalo, I think too. Apparently, that rule is going to come under review this year, and they yeah. they may they may make an adjustment to it. I don't understand it. I mean, I get it, but I. I think that I don't know. I mean, it's it's a shame that you lose a game. Like we always thought, like the biggest thing was is it a catch? Yeah. But like the fucking fumble through the back of the end. Like I don't know. That shit's did he happen? I mean, there's so many things. It's not that even have through to, the back of the end zone. It can be off to the side anywhere. once it's in the end zone. Yeah, as yeah. long as you lose possession. But like then they don't review. Pos- I don't know. It's just a fucking bullshit. People thing. just gotta stop diving into the end zone. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that that's much easier said than done. You know, if you get the ball, it's, your mind is like, I need to get there. But, I mean, they would have, I mean, on that, in the Ravens game, they would have had, that was a first down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, obviously, if it's fourth down or third down, you're not going to go, then sure. But, yeah, you you're going to have three, four, maybe four downs to, I mean, probably four downs in that situation to also punch to that the, in for K- the one. Like, Casey's defense, though, too, to be fair, has been lights out in the second exactly half. That's exactly what I was like, about to they've say. They've only yeah. given up, what, maybe 
10 points in t- no less than 10 points in total in the second half like i didn't think their defense was that good this year but no they've been damn, they've been really good which is annoying so you know you got carl this on the side you got him you got jones you got mcduffie and all these other guys out there where they're a good a great defense and you yeah, got andy reed gay got, yeah their defense yeah, is nice Spags is out there still yeah. like you have a great coaching scheme there uh it's just frustrating to see that you got san fran and the chiefs it's like i I don't even give a shit. Who, who like? I don't care who wins this shit. Mm. I've I've money on KC as I know Trevor <laughs> yeah, does <same>. too. So yeah, <laughs> I was I was very conflicted on that, and then I realized that I placed a couple bets on KC before the season yeah. started. I was like, all right, KC, let's go. And I'll I also, just can't root for it though. Like I'll watch. I'm excited to watch yeah. Super Bowl, but like I don't. I really could. I I'll, could I'll root for KC less. just because my disdain for the Niners is that fiery. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But let's see. Well, I saw, get I saw the way one person put it was that. KC fans are already happy. They already have success. We don't need another fan base being happy. Right. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> Especially the Niners. Especially the Niners. Yuck. Yeah, that's true. Although yeah. my mom is a Niners fan. Shout out, mom. But I don't want to see your team win. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, now nah, I think the other thing to take into account, too, is that the whole the, the whole Pat Mahomes compared to like Tom Brady, Bill Belichick thing, this kind of reminds me of uh, 2011 with the Giants – and the mm. Patriots, whereas a Philly fan, you're conflicted. Very true. Because you're like, man, I really don't want the Giants to win. But also, or was it 07 the Patriots went undefe- were going undefeated? One of the Because yeah, they yeah. lost to them twice. So it's, I think it was, was the earlier year. 07. It's yeah. the 07. Either or. But the 07, it's like, yeah, I don't want to see this cheating-ass team set the yeah. record. It's kind of like that. You have a really dislikable team in the 49ers, whiny, complainy. Kyle Shanahan, just a really punchable-looking face. Baby back bitch. Versus you have Pat Mahomes, who's just kind of annoying and obnoxious. Andy Reid. I don't really have a problem with Andy Reid. I still love Andy Reid. That's why I'm like, I wouldn't mind if he got another one. Like, I think he's a phenomenal coach. It's really just Mahomes, I guess. And Oh, and and that insufferable wife of his. (laughs) Yeah. She's bad. So, like, yeah, you're kind of picking the, the, the lesser two evils, but at the end of the day... I got to root for the OG, Pat Mahomes Sr., man. You know, he's going to come out with a fat stogie if mm-hmm. they win. Smoking Be that like, Brock Purdy. I'm smoking on that Brock Purdy. <laughs> Coors Light in one hand, <laughs> fat cigar in the other hand. It's Brock Purdy season. I'm smoking on that Brock Purdy. Yeah. He's the man. He was on, He was kind of down on the field level, hanging out on the sidelines before the game started on Sunday. And you could just tell that he was trying to put off going into the booth with his family as long oh, yeah. as he could. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that dude, I want to yeah. hang out here, <laughs> yeah. not with those people for as long as I possibly can. Ugh. But it'll be a good game, hopefully. You know, he'll oh, I think it, it will be. Over yeah. under is what, 47, the Lions, Niners, plus or minus two? Which yeah, I think is it surprising. Up, I think it opened up at two and a half, went down to one and a half, and then settled back at two, I believe. And there's still time for that to change, oh, too. Oh, you get a whole another week still, yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. We can talk more about it yeah. next week. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Travis Kelsey now or are we want to save that? We'll save that to we'll the save end. That. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can talk about. I guess we, we can, can talk about the bad vibes or worse vibes. I mean, I oh, guess no, the I, worst vibes would be the Flyers. Yeah. Given yeah, the circumstances. The, the Flyers vibes are darker. The Sixers vibes are sadder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. At least there's no little hint of sexual assault, though, on the Sixers, too. Yeah, True. there's nothing that grim. Yeah, let's but, get let's get the, the the really grim vibes out of the way yeah, then. So Flyers, they are who we thought they were. Five and <laughs> yeah. yeah, in a way. Yeah, that Boston game. Did you watch any of that? 
Um, yeah, I had it on. I, I was, watched the I was first like, after the stuff. alumni game. I watched yeah. the first period. Yeah, I had to turn it off as soon as Boston scored their fifth goal. Yeah, I turned like a minute or was it their fourth or fifth? I don't even remember. I, don't know. I turned the game off like two minutes in the first or the second period. Just like, yeah, I'm gonna find something better to do in my afternoon. This is BS. Yeah, that shit was grim. That was disgusting. Yeah, dude. they just yeah, it was not. They They're just, back, baby. I don't know. I think I do think there is something to be said for the fact that this tor- torch style of just blocking a, a ton of shots, playing hard, really just trying to get net front all the time, it grinds your guys down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they have also played the most games out of anyone in the league, or at least tied for the most games. And the schedule, they've played a pretty tough schedule, too. Yeah, so it definitely wears on you. So, I don't know. And then, of course, Owen Tippett's out, so that sucks. Um you also have to take yeah. into account the last couple of weeks. You have the Gautier thing, which yeah. kind of galvanized the team in an extent, in, to an extent. Right, because I mean, none of them really had any real relationship with him, and no. they got a new they got a new buddy with Drysdale coming in. So that was like kind of worked out okay for. Well, and the, the fans were all pumped up. But it's so an great interference. It's still like, just like some some drama. Yeah, some exactly. You don't need. Yeah. And then we have the Carter Hart thing, which really just. The locker, yeah. the locker room's got to be I mean, a bit have, of a shambles here. Right. I mean, the way that they've been playing lately, you have to – and the Carter Hart thing, you have to feel like that's related to some degree. Absolutely. It has I to mean, be. Yeah. I mean, not that Carter Hart ever really struck you as sort of like a locker room leader type of guy. He seemed like sort of a quiet dude. But still, like that's your goalie. You're he's, kind been of, a, he's been with the he's franchise a, for a while. Right. Yeah. And, like, you're the goaltender. You're kind of just – whether you're that type of dude or not, you kind of just become one of the de facto leaders of the team because you play such an important position. And, yeah, I mean, it's like if they win a game, the game's over. Who's the first guy everyone goes over to congratulate? It's the goalie. Right. And then you find and then you find out about that shit, and it's like that has to weigh on you. It's, it's hard, like, get all that news, all that shit, and then, like, all right, go play a game now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Just, I've been chatting with this guy for the last three months. Yeah, it's just it can't be a good vibe up in there. Yeah, it's not good. You yeah. lose a top prospect. You lose one of your best players that have been playing this year and tip it to an injury. Carter Hart shit hits. I mean, it's just you can't really try to find the silver lining anywhere in that shit. You're just kind of like we got to – it's like a swinging sl- – like in batting where you get into a slump. Like there's no – nothing fixes a uh, locker room like winning does, and I don't know if this team has the uh, capacity to kind of get over that hump. But it's a tough – I mean, it's a tough – they got dealt a shitty ass hand with that. You can't predict that shit where, like, your top prospect wants to leave. You're arguably one of your better goalies, has a horrendous uh, fall from grace, and then one of your more, you know, uptick players is now hurt. It's just a weird – Weird vibe. The, the going timing on in that of everything place. couldn't yeah. have been worse, and we're kind of just seeing the results of the timing of that being what it is in the play on the ice. I mean, Erson, he's kind of thrusting the spotlight now. For a while, Erson was kind of just chilling. Yeah. He was Carter Hart's one B. Pressure wasn't really on him. If he had a bad game, he could shake it off. He has a bad game now, which I, the, that Boston game wasn't really his fault. The defense was ass in front mm-hmm. of him. But uh, if he has a bad game now or lets up a soft goal, here's where you see if he can handle the spot. Like, it, if he lets up a soft goal, has a bad game, can he bounce back or not? The jury's still out, but I don't know, man. The, the, the Carter Hart thing puts them in a bad position in more ways than one. Now we're going to have to see Cal Peterson, whether you call it Felix Sandstrom, or maybe they make a trade if they feel like 
yeah, we can throw a fifth rounder at someone for a backup goalie that's better than Peterson. Yeah. We'll see. I feel like they probably just stand with what they got. Unless it just gets so bad that it gets so demoralizing or something, but I don't know. I see, mean, if I'm, if I'm Danny Briere, well, I don't think I'm wasting any assets. You can give up a fifth round goal. pick. Yeah, maybe. But here's the problem of playing chicken like that, though. Like, they were on such a moderately hot streak for a little bit so they didn't, they weren't aggressive at the top of like making a move or anything like that thing like, okay we can like at least just ride this storm out then you get hit with all these things the last month or so well now you're not really necessarily a fun spot too to like have someone be enticed to come play for you now like the locker room's a little uneasy you got some guys doing some weird shit it just isn't as much of a fun spot to be in you don't want to be the guy that comes in and has to fix this shit like it's not i don't know there's no true like anyone at the helm and I could be wrong here with that with that assumption but I don't think anyone's really in this dark time of flyers to be galvanizing the team no one's really stood up to be anybody like that from what I could tell oh I think they're more likely to sell than they are to buy and try to bring someone yeah. in to fix the culture yeah I mean we've already talked about Sean Walker's Sean Walker. gone on uh PHLY flyers they've been talking about Scott Lawton they were talking about him potentially going yeah he hasn't really been playing great. You just signed Paling, who is kind of Scott Lawton, but younger and probably better at this point. So I don't. I could see them flipping yeah. Lawton Walker. I mean, they probably, in hindsight, they probably should have traded Lawton last year. That's what they were saying on PHLY um, today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is what it is. I mean, you could get back. So I mean, even though Lawton has not been very good this year, I feel like he's still pretty valued around the league. He has a pretty good reputation. He's a, he's like an a intangibles rep- and vibes guy. If yeah, exactly. Else. If you're like a um, you know, if you're a contender down the stretch looking for something to give your fourth line a spark, he's a good guy for that. So I could see them getting something for him. But yeah, I don't know. I guess that's don't really have anything else to say about the Flyers. Well, right? no, we we didn't talk about Tippett. He got an extension. Oh, did we? Uh, we didn't talk about I don't that. Think- yeah, we didn't talk about it last eight week. years. He just he got it. Oh, he got yeah. it. I think we recorded I'm, last Wednesday. I think they signed a new extension last Friday. Oh, uh, okay. I'm th- I'm sitting here thinking that we talked about that. last Yeah, no, eight years, so. forty nine million. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot to give a guy that hasn't really proven himself, but he's he was starting to prove himself before yeah. this injury. I think. I think it's. I, I, yeah, I think it's a pretty fair deal, and if he gets closer to his ceiling, I think it could look like a great deal when you consider that like mm-hmm. the cap's going to go up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has been playing really good. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think Tippett... those guys up now. Tippett has top six upside. I think if he hits a ceiling, he's he's a first-line guy, dude, mm-hmm. I think. The, the way he played the last couple of weeks, if that's his ceiling and he can keep that up for the bulk of a season... That's one of your first line forwards right there. Yeah. So to get him at and he's still young, so I mean that deal's gonna. I mean he's, he should still be pretty much in his prime towards the end of that deal. Right. Yeah. To get him at a little over six million dollars average annual value, like for first line guys, first line forwards are like seven to eight million dollar players. You're getting kind of a bargain, as you yeah. said, as the cap rises, inflation. No, we don't like to talk about inflation mm-hmm. when it comes to millionaires, but it is what it is. It's going to be a thing. Well, hockey and millionaires, I feel like, is okay to talk about because they're not really getting paid paid. They're still millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. But from from athletes' perspective, they're not getting paid. You know what I mean? Like, 
Eight. The, that's a long bet, deal yeah. for really not now, that much. Now who's in favor of the millionaires? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it, it is true that like the best player in the in the NHL gets paid about as much as uh, a role player in the NBA. Right. That's all I'm saying. True. That's, you know, pers- that's, that's all I'm you know, saying. It is what it is. Still a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. no no doubt about it. All right. Well, yeah, I feel like we... <laughs> Had to mention that. Little, had to shout e- out. A little economic side <laughs> chat there. Had to, had to shout that out. Um, did we do this before? Where we Because the NHL All-Star Games this weekend, we were just watching some Pro Bowl. Did we rank the All-Star Games? I know we've done the drafts. Have we done the All-Star Games? I don't think so. I don't think. They all are bad. Now they're just, yeah. I mean, there's only I mean, really one good one, I feel like. I mean, baseball is the only one that's even like a real game. Right. But it's baseball, so it's like. But it's uh, yeah, I mean honestly, the hockey one's kind of cool. The, the, now they do the three on three thing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, it's definitely better than it used to be. I still don't really watch it, to be honest with you. But oh, uh, I definitely don't watch it. Yeah. But it's kinda cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's better than all of them is the home run derby. The home run derby. Yeah. Is no, that's the best one. That's the best event. That's the best all star event. Like really. the next time, the next time. The, uh, it's here the, in 2026 for the yeah. uh, 250 Dude. year anniversary of the country. That's in two uh, yeah. years. Yeah. Damn. Dude, I will definitely be trying Dude, to get tickets go. for the home run derby. Oh, yeah. Dude, we could probably fuck, just fuck go stand All-Star outside game. CBP. Yeah, to see if you can get some. Uh, get you a might ball be able to catch a dinger if someone hits it out of the park. See if you go bring steroids back for that shit. Hey, they might. You seen that that stuff with the Russian Olympics? Or no? Or, no. Oh, I did well, see some, a, a, Russian, a Russian skater got yeah. caught doping. But no, nah, the um, what do you call the thing it? with Peter Thiel? Yeah, what what was the the enhanced, the enhanced Olympics? games? The enhanced games. Yeah, I would watch you'll that. be allowed to do all the drugs. Steroids I want to see someone all roided up, lifting like bench pressing nine hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted. I've always said kind of as a joke that it'd be cool if they had the steroid Olympics, and now they're actually making it happen. Russia's uh, like, we. This is our moment, baby. This is it. Yeah, Russia's probably going to dope like crazy, dude. Yeah, they're making up for all that uh, All the all hidden shit they've been doing. But yeah, man, Home Run Derby, that's sick. Two years. Is that when the World Cup comes here, too? Is that I think it's all that? the same time. Damn, I think the NBA, sick. something else is here. I think the NBA might be here that year, too. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yo, I went to, uh, when I was a kid, I went to NBA All-Star Weekend when I was in Philly in like 2002. That was cool as hell. My dad took me to Saturday night. We didn't go to the game. We went to the Saturday night. It was the dunk contest, the three-point shootout. Damn. I don't know if they had the skills competition back then. I got mad autographs. I got Steve Nash. Oh, he was oh, just yeah. walking around like a normal person because he was like six feet tall, 170 yeah. pounds. So he kind of just blended in. He was just walking around in sweats. I was like, yo, that's Steve <laughs> Nash. I got his autograph. I got Kevin Garnett. Oh, I got damn. some old-timey players, uh, George Gervin. I got Ahmad Rashad. He used to do some NBA talk show. I got all autographs that damn. weekend. I think I got like Mike Miller or something like that too. It was all cool. right. Fuck yeah. So yeah, if that if that's back, granted the NBA All Star Weekend's kind of meh. I would go to that. But too. there'll be some stars in town, which would be fun. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say too, right? Is did you see this year they're gonna have Steph Curry and that girl from the WNBA? Yeah, yeah I did Sabrina. see that. Sabrina's nice. I yeah. think she's gonna win, dude. I think so too. I was excited to see that. That's kind of cool to see like a little merge of the two worlds. But I'm into it. I like that shit. I do like the three point competition. I think. NBA is probably up there as the best all-around event for me from All-Star Week weekend, whatever they call it now, like whatever the fuck kind of shit they do. I think it's the most entertaining one. Yeah, the dunk contest is pretty great. Because you can have pretty isolated events where, like, you see someone's true talent. Like, the NFL shit, like, dodgeball is fun, and got, like, but it's shit that 
it's kind of just stupid. Like, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, it's kind of just goofy. Where, like, NBA, at least, they're still doing shit. Like, they're still playing basketball in a way, like, doing fun shit that everybody else does. Like, playing horse, essentially, like, shit like that is kind of cool. Like, the little obstacle course and shit like that is kind of nice. Baseball is boring as fuck. Hockey's all right with the three-on-three. But I think the NBA's got probably the best event weekend of all the All-Star games. Teams, I should say. Yeah, that's tough for me. I, I... Looking forward to the NBA. If they do integrate women in the three-point shootout, and they should do it with the skills competition too, quite yeah. frankly. That'll be cool. Next year, they got to have Caitlin Clark in there shooting threes from half court, man. She's bonkers. This, this yo. could probably be like the like the first stage for that. I'm sure they're opening up for her. She's yeah. been hitting shit from the fucking logo for the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sabrina in UNESCO, like I didn't really follow college women's basketball, but she was kind of Caitlin Clark before Caitlin Clark became a thing. Caitlin Clark just takes it to the next level. So, like, I'm kind of excited to see as they start to get women involved. I'm a big – I'm becoming a big WNBA guy. It's WNBA free agency right now. I've been following it a little bit, yo. Oh, yeah. WNBA is where it's at, dude. Oh, yeah. Got to bring a team here, man. Yep, that's next. That's next. Josh Harris, if you're listening to this. When they build that arena. Stop buying football (laughs) teams. Stop buying rival hockey teams. Create a Philadelphia WNBA team. You're going to have that arena over there. Not going to be using it for four months during the summer. Be perfect. That's we true. could have the Philadelphia the Philadelphia Bells. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's good. I like. That. I like that a lot. Damn, you've been thinking about this for a minute. That, that just that was just a random thought. The, the name was a random thought. The team has been on my mind for a while. The name I'm not gonna lie is very good. I like that Philadelphia Bells. Well, hey, if, once they become a thing, if that's their name, I got to get some royalties. Let's go. Yeah, man. Get that meeting set up with Josh Harris. Yep. So speaking of basketball, <laughs> oh, our Sixers. Whoo boy! I don't, I don't even know where to begin with this. Yeah, we are back, back here again. <laughs> Every year, man. <laughs> well, it's not like we didn't see this coming. It's, it should be to no surprise. But like any true Philadelphia team, when you don't have expectations they kind of get you back into being like okay we could be doing pretty good then they fucking pull right out under your feet whenever they want and this is that moment where bang they just brought us back yeah. down to reality right here just when i was back in they pull me back out exactly so That's what just happened i mean i guess it's worth really looking at this from the just the timeline you, you know so this all started over a month ago when Embiid was playing against the Knicks, bangs his knee mm-hmm. for whatever reason, or not for whatever reason, plays in that game to extend the 30-10 streak, then sits out a week. It's his left knee. Right. Messes it up. Excuse me. So then he sits out a week. Comes back, balls his ass off, probably averages 40 points a game in the games he plays, has the 70-point game. We're riding high. This time last week, we're, we're thinking, man, this could be it. We're back, Doc baby. Rivers is the Bucks coach. We're coming for that two seed. Everything's going well. This could be the year. Blah, 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 blah. Trade deadline. We're going to make some moose. And then literally the very next game, bangs that knee again mm-hmm. against the Pacers. Which was a weird thing to see because it, it didn't look like it was that hard of a con- like hit in that game. But it was very intr- – then he was down. I'm like, whoa, he didn't – like usually he bounces back. Like he'll lay down but like, ah, oh, but then he gets back up. Well, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. But – uh. So, yeah, then that happens. Then things get weirder. So he finishes that game, puts up, keeps his 30-point streak alive, whatever. They get blown out. 
Then Saturday comes. Leading up to the game, the showdown against Jokic, mm. he's not on the injury report. They're all indications are that he's going to play. Then an hour before the game, Tyrese Maxey's out. Tobias is out. Yeah. Then literally five minutes before the game, Embiid's out. So then the, the Nuggets fans, these fraudulent-ass, bitch-ass fans, man, they take to the arena, where is Embiid at? <laughs> Which I think is funny as shit, I would but, say. But he was actually hurt. Yeah. Like, obviously, he sits yeah. out the game against Portland. They get rolled again, get destroyed. Then Embiid's after, I don't know what it was, if it's a combination of the 65-game thing, the media coming at him saying he's soft, the Sixers are on a losing streak, they fall in the fifth place in the East. It's probably a combination of all those things. He tries to force himself to play Tuesday. I was out the first half of the game. I come back to watch the second half and see video of him just running and trying to like jump to block a shot and just falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it's brutal. It's like, what the hell is he playing for? So the Sixers mishandled this situation really from that Knicks game where they let him play, they brought him back in all the way till now. And it was just karma for him to, to injure the knee even more. When Kamingo falls on it, they shouldn't have played him in that game. It was negligence for, for the entire month leading up to it. Should have given him more time off. Yes, I understand the 65-game thing. MVP is important. You know what's more important? Him being healthy and giving us the best chance of the high seed in the playoffs. Giving us the best chance to win in the playoffs. Now we just blew it all. Yeah, I mean, I think you put it very eloquently. I mean, there's nothing really else to put on that. I mean, it's just another year of Embiid having a phenomenal start of the season. The team gets all kind of revved up. You're floating in that three seed, potentially getting two, three, whatever. And Embiid again, you know, the story of him going to be hurt for the next couple of games, couple of weeks. He'll be probably banged up now until the rest of the season because they never give him enough time to recuperate. And to your point, whether that's the Sixers organization rushing him back, whether that's him with his ego trying to get back and playing. Uh, nothing beats healthy Embiid. When Embiid's healthy, the dude is pff, arguably the best player in the NBA at some points. And I don't know. You would think that, like, you do something enough fucking stupid, you would realize, oh, wow, okay, this is going to work out, where they haven't quite learned that. Even him, has a, he hasn't learned that, which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, I mean... If you think back to literally his rookie season, that first year he plays, 2017, where he starts playing, he plays about 30 games, has a bad fall. They bring him back in a game. The next, he sits out several games. The next game's on national TV. They play him. Then he's out for the rest of the season after that. And it's just the negligence from the, the medical staff, regardless of who's been the GM, who's been the coach. I mean, think about it. We went from Sam Henke was the GM to Colangelo, to Elton Brand for a little bit, to Daryl Morey. We went from, who are we calling? Brett Brown, Doc mm-hmm. Rivers, now um, Nick Nurse. The The guys in charge have changed. The medical staff, they've had the same head athletic trainer, Kevin Johnson, for years. And Embiid's been here for years. And just the medical staff has done him no favors, and I don't think he's done himself some favors. Just, man, like I hate to say it, uh, it's just I think his career is just going to be one of those tragic careers that just never, never amounts to a championship. Uh, I, I hope I'm wrong. It's time to prove me wrong, but not much, right? He turns thirty this year. Yeah, he ain't young yeah. no more, man. 
30 in the NBA, especially for a guy that big, is old. So, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really give them much time. Yeah, it always seems like the the only way it's going to work is if he um, I don't, like if he just gets injured early in the season and does all this early yeah. enough so that he just comes like training back camp. at the right time. Yeah, it's just bad. It, like You have to go into it knowing that he's going to get injured at some point. Um, you know, hopefully it's not at the end of the season during the playoffs, but obviously that's extremely unlikely because if you're playing the whole season, you know, I don't know, man, it sucks. I also uh, think this whole conversation about like the 65 game restraint MVP, like he, like you ripped the bandaid off last year. He won the MVP last year outright. And that's cool. I, I feel like this year we're supposed to focus on him just trying to get the team to be a championship caliber team and we could forget about the MVP shit. Yeah, if he won back-to-back, would that be great? Yeah, oh, it's great. Oh, I love Embiid. But, like, at the end of the day, doesn't do shit for anybody. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. if he wins MVP four or five more times. If we don't win a championship or can get out of the second round of the playoffs, it really doesn't matter. And that's where in the same thing over and over again, which is, like, the expectation of Sixers fans for that – we're tired of seeing it happen where we get to now we go into the playoffs. We'll probably get Embiid back in, you know, a week or two, probably too soon. He'll have a couple great games. We're like, okay, he looks fine. And then something happens in the first round of the playoffs where we sneak Bobby, win the first round. He gets and it's injured like, okay. in the first round again. And then yeah. they hide that shit. He's like, oh, something doesn't look right. Or he's like limping a little bit. Then he misses the first two games of the second round. And then bang, just like that, we're out again. It's like, it's just so frust. It's just like the Eagles' offense being stagnant. Like it's so frustrating to see this happen year after year. And to your point, his prime is now. You're watching. Like he's not going to put up numbers like this. I mean, we said that last year too. But I can't see it happening unless, to your point, Trevor, he gets hurt, like at the beach in the summertime, and then he's <laughs> yeah. out until like you know a month into the, the year. I don't. I don't see him doing. Uh, it's just. Mind-boggling. Yeah, what they have to do is fake an injury. Yeah. Uh, like, to say that he uh, tore, like, tore his ACL. Yeah. Or Just have him be uh, sitting out all summer, come back around Christmas or something. And then we'll be all right. Something. <laughs> Honestly. It's just, it's, the, it's just sad to see. And I, I don't think it's going to be a – I don't think he'll – if he never wins the championship, I don't think Embiid's career would be labeled as a, a tragedy or – Whatever you say. Yeah, they'll just be like, what could have been? I think it'd be one of those things where, like, I mean, look at like a Dan Marino, like, never won a Super Bowl or people like that, never won a championship, and that's fine. He'll be a great player. He'll be one of the all time greats to ever play, and I think he's definitely helped revolutionize the center position just in terms of what he's been able to do. But yeah, I mean, he'll always have the Jokic over his head where, like, well, he, you know, he won. He did, he's back to back MVP. AI with Kobe. Exactly. But, like, no one's going to. Once he's 60 years old and people don't, they're like, oh, yeah, B was one of the best. But, like, now the media just fucking hounds his ass. But I don't think they understand, too, that, like, your point, he's seven foot fucking whatever he is. He's a massive unit of a man at center and doing things that some point guards aren't doing or something. Like, it's just, it's a shame, really, is what it more is than a tragedy. It's just sad to see that, again, we're here where Embiid's hurt late in the season. Playoffs are coming up. And he's not going to be healthy when it matters. Yeah. And that's his whole career. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, my my thing, like we talked about the knock and knees thing. I said I would get to that. It's just that, yes, knocking knees with someone hurts. I totally understand that. I've done it before. Certainly not at an NBA level, but just 
messing around playing football, playing basketball. I've definitely done it. Yes, that hurts. But that that was the thing that triggered all of this is kind of concerning. It shouldn't be something that triggers a month-long thing where your knees swell. But it's swelling. not It's not like it's a virgin knee that's never been hurt. His knees have been but, always... Which is, which is my point, right? It's just... How much can how much more can you rely on someone that is just I don't want to say is that fragile, but is that injury prone? So some of the injuries in the playoffs, yes, they're freak accidents. When he runs into Markel face Markel's he runs his face into Markel's shoulder. That's a freak accident. When Pascal Siakam elbows him in the face, not necessarily a freak accident. I think that's Dirty Pascal move. being an asshole. Yeah. But it's not something that you know, yeah, it's not, not a wear soft and tissue injury. injury. Yeah. But um the, the spraying his knee last year in the playoffs, kind of a freak accident, kind of. Yeah, you would hope that doesn't happen. You would hope he can do something to avoid it. Um, when he had the shits, can't really do anything about that that year. But <laughs> yeah. He could if, use one of those Santa butt plugs. True. Yeah, he should have hit Santa <laughs> up. But uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> come on you didn't think i was gonna say that come on we just had that last week <laughs> but yeah some of these injuries man it's just like these aren't freak incidents Fine for illegal equipment <laughs> the other times he's torn he tore his meniscus one year in the playoffs i think that was the hawks the hawks series, series. Yeah. tore yeah. meniscus 2017 a torn meniscus it just after a while man it's just like we're he's just too injury prone i just because he plays a small man, he plays like a small man, but at a large size. Like he plays so aggressive. But he which hasn't even to... been doing that this year. He knocked knees twice, and then yeah, dude falling. Yeah, but on the your... knees aren't. My point was that like his knees aren't. He, and, they don't have that much knee knocking in them and, anymore. But the other thing is, I was going to say, a dude falling on his knee. You can't. That really shit was do a fucked up. Yeah, that. I mean that's just an unfortunate, you know, but uh, that, chain of events there. But that like all of this has happened year after year after year for the last seven years literally just about every season it just it's too much i got this article pulled up from uh mike o'connor used to write for the athletic writes for the rights ricky sanchez i'm not going to read the whole article i'm going to read this last paragraph which is pretty damning joel Embiid's talent and production as a basketball player are undeniable i think the world of him as a regular season player I have a great deal of admiration for his story and a great deal of empathy for all of the misfortune injury and otherwise he's undergone during his career and yet i find myself wanting to sit on the sidelines at the current moment when it comes to sticking up for his reputation as a player i just keep waiting for the day that advocating for him doesn't feel like such a chore an exercise in hypotheticals and excuse making i'd consider myself to mostly be an Embiid centrist by this point having relocated from once being pr extremely pro Embiid. My ironclad certainty from pre-2023 that Embiid would make his run in the playoffs has turned into, yeah, I don't know, we'll see. In the meantime, I'll remain on the sidelines as truly some of the most insane debates on an athlete take place on a daily basis. So that's kind of where I'm at, man. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. We'll see what happens, but I don't really have expectations. Yeah, I at feel this point, bad we don't for really guy. know how long he's going to be out for, depending on if he needs surgery and what kind of surgery. It could be weeks or it could be months. Could so, be the season. Yeah. But, uh, we shall well, now see. it's a test to Nick Nurse. We'll see what he does. And our all star, Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Maxey. First, got named to his first all star team. He's had a great season. Sucks that 
he's going to have to carry the team, but hopefully he can keep us afloat long enough for the big guy to come back. The other thing I wanted to get to, yo, is um, trade deadline. Apparently, Brian Windhorst was saying this the other day before news came out that Embiid's injury was a torn meniscus. He was saying that all reports he's receiving are that the Sixers will still be active at the trade deadline. And then, y'all ain't ready for this. Kendrick Perkins, oh, he, I heard he was just kind of just talking out his ass a little mm-hmm. bit, as he tends to do. But I love Kendrick Perkins. But anyway, he said that the Sixers should trade for Jimmy Butler. I heard that, yeah. 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 It's a nice you, thought, but... I'm not ready to get hurt again. I feel like I've exhausted my tank of... I would do that. I would. I would, but I'm not going to... I'm just going to let that go. If it happens and I wake up one day... It's like going to school... like. The day before a big snow day, right? You hear all the news the day before when you're a kid. You're like, oh, my God, I might not have all – like, I might have off tomorrow. I might not have to go to school because we're going to get three inches of – you know, whatever inches of snow. Then you wake up because you think about it all night and you didn't get any snow, so you had to go back to school. But the nights that you just don't think about it, like, you go to bed, you prepare to go to school, you wake up, there's two feet out. You're like, nice, I'm off today. This is, like, how that feels. It's like, yeah, it'd be great, but will it happen? I don't know. I think the Heat might have to sell, man. They lost seven games in a row. They're bad this year. Everyone yeah. else on that team is young except Jimmy Butler. He's well, like they got 34. Scary, scary Terry's like, yeah, man, his heat mentality is different. Then they just ship out Jimmy Butler. That'd be hysterical. That'd be great. Yeah. No, I, I would trust bring me. Jimmy back. A Tyrese, and Jimmy, a Tyrese and Jimmy team. You get Tobias's bum ass out of here in a couple. I'd give up a couple first-round picks. Jaden Springer, Tobias, so you can match contracts. Mo bring Bamba. Jimmy in here. Yeah, throw him in the deal. Jimmy and Tyrese would carry us till Embiid came back, and then playoff Jimmy, man. I, I playoff Jimmy comes in, Embiid can just be a passenger in the bus, dude. Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, thought Perk was just making it up, but I was like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. And the, you can line the contracts, so you can line the value up. It makes sense. I, could it happen? One hundred percent. Will it happen? I'm really. I'm not. I'm not. The team is just not performing enough to me get excited about a potential move like that that could happen. If Embiid wasn't hurt right now, I'd be like, oh, my God, yeah, fucking do it. Sell, think, the, sell half the team. But, I think that Embiid's hurt is why you have to do it. All right. Well, hey. I, I don't know. I would put a shot bet on I this if they get to it, for sure. But, uh, well, hey, if we got trade deadline next Thursday. I'll put two shots. If we record shots. next Thursday, I'll do two shots. If he's not a sixer, you'll <laughs> I'll do, do two, two shots if he is one. a sixer. Fine. Cheers. Next Thursday, we'll see. Yeah. I think that's everything I got on the Sixers, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's It has right. to be. Hey, I mean, B-Ball Paul had a great game, but... But B-Ball Paul's been hooping. Yeah. I tried to pick him that's up That's why you didn't get rid of Mo Bamba. Why do we fuck... Why do we get Mo Bamba? That's... Well, I... Never mind. I get into it next week. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 yeah, we don't need to. We don't, don't need to spend too much time on Mo Bamba. Bamba. I don't want to spiral... <laughs> no, I'm not spiraling on him. I'm just spiraling on just the coaching right now. The one thing I'll say about him... Is the the least skilled NBA player that have ever have a song named after him? Weird looking dude too. Weird man. No, oh, I'm not coming at his looks. I'm coming at his skill. But he's, he's way him. better than I am. He's probably better looking than we are too, though. If we're being nah, honest, he better hope he doesn't hurt a fucking finger before next week too, because I'll be all over him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, man. So we want to talk about some some S- Stephen A. news. Yeah, let's get the vibes yeah. up. Yeah. We got some Stephen A. I'm not gonna lie, has entered the fold of one of my more favorite 
people, just oh, yeah. sports commentators ever. I mean, I've always been a fan, but he's just been on a new level since he has his own little podcast here. Oh, but yeah. Here he is answering uh, a pretty important question. At Randy underscore Vision writes, which one are you taking? These are Pokemon. Okay. He's like, what, what the hell are these? These are, mo- what are these? <laughs> Bulbazar? <laughs> Bulbasaur? Whatever the hell it is. Shamander? Or the Squirtle? These are Pokemons, I guess that's what it is. I'm going to say, you know what I'm going to say? Shamander. <laughs> Shamander. That's who I would take. Because it reminds me of me because of the forehead. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. <laughs> The fact that he put the close-up, too, of the head in yeah, Charmander. Yeah. It's good production <laughs> right forehead. there. That shit was hysterical. Oh, my God. And then now you got to play the I next really one. I really would have thought yeah. he would have went with Squirtle, I'm not going to lie. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah. Something just led me to well, believe I think that. Originally, that was kind of the, the easiest one to pick, right? It was Squirtle. I just figured Most he would be. Most people picked Squirtle when we were like younger. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I just felt like he would have. I don't know. So well, I feel like him. he was the easiest one to start with because isn't the first gym the rock gym? No, Bulbasaur was the easiest because mm-hmm. the first gym's the rock gym. Then I you thought... got the water gym. Okay. I thought that – I guess I haven't played Pokemon in a long time. Oh, I've, I thought, I've played every I thought, game for well, 30 years. Well, I know years. you know about more of this yeah. than I do, but I thought that water was good against rocks. Oh, it is, but so is grass. Grass is as well. But water is – or grass is also against good against water, which was the second gym. But the, the problem is <laughs> – see, I know these things. <laughs> the problem is, right, later in the game, Venusaur's butt, dude. Yeah. Because the, the last gym's fire, the second to last gym's fire, the, the sixth gym's poison. Grass isn't good against poison. The seventh gym's fire. Obviously, that's not a good match. Grass mm. is going to get its ass kicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The eighth gym is ground, so you kind of have an advantage, but Venusaur's just kind of ass. So, yeah, you would start good with Bulbasaur, you would end weak. But I think then, Bulbasaur is who I used the first time I played Oh, it. Bulbasaur is my favorite growing up. But now that I'm an older man, I'm more seasoned. Now that you've seen some I'm shit. I'm like Charmander. Older and wiser. And then I'm like, these things. I'm like the evolved form of Charmander. We're talking. Me and Stephen A, we're on the same vibe there. You got to play that one next. Yeah, so then a few days later. At More 33 Gaming writes, <laughs> you pick the starters. Now pick the final forms. This is Pokemon right here, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to say to you, you know what? I kind of like Charizard. Um, the fire on the tail, the wings, he can fly. Good point. The claws on his feet, he can use that as a weapon. He's not as limited as Blastoise or Venusaur. <laughs> I'm going to go with Charizard. I'm going to go with that. See, he's right, though. Great analysis, too. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah, that's really solid analysis. He's yeah. right on every point. He in said the... air, ground, flame. Dude, in the game, Charizard can fly, so he's got an advantage there. He can, he's can. he got that flame. He's got strong claws. He's mm-hmm. got high attack. The tail for that flame whip. Yeah, Charizard's always the one yeah. you want to end with. Oh, yeah. I always just remember Charizard as being the most cherished uh, Pokemon card. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. That was the one. Yo, I had the Charizard second yeah. edition. Did you? I never got one. I remember the day I got it. I gave it to. Did you cool? Never got one. I gave it to my nephew. Thanks, thanks everybody. And I don't know what happened. Fucking Moby Dick over here. Many of your Christmases were ruined. I never got that card. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had that card now. It'd probably be worth a couple hundred bucks. But I gave it to my nephew, and how was that? Yeah, fucking Pokemon cards, man. That was crazy. I remember 
call like waking up early in the morning and calling Toys R Us to ask them if they had them in stock. And then yeah. they did. And if they did, I'd be like, Dad, Dad, they have we gotta, we gotta go. go. <laughs> I was just like, man. It was uh, cute. My nephew just asked for a Pokemon card this Christmas, and I was like, damn. But buy them. Yeah, like, kids still love them. Get them now. There's so it's such a it, there's a lot of different things out there. No, there's the like too. 800 yeah. Pokemon yeah, now. Yeah, very yeah. confusing. I was like, well, this is a lot. I've been out of the game for a minute here. This is interesting. But it was cute. I'm like, hell yeah, at least someone's keeping it going a little bit here. Yo, I bet you I can name all 150 Pokemon. God, yeah, I bet I you could. We're not going to do that now. I won't do it on the pod. <laughs> I would never do you that can, on the pod. You can start your own little side <laughs> podcast if you want to do that. But Yo, I'm going to do it. Gonna, it's like, nah. Yeah, I won't. You can, if you record yourself doing that from memory, then uh, we can... I'll put it out on the feed. Yeah. I might have to do that then. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we can move on from yeah. that topic. So in political news. <laughs> yeah, speaking of evolving. Yeah, the, we're talking the final, politics the, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. The final form of, of maggot people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't even know how to, how to get into this. There's been some theories mm. going around, some mm-hmm. well-reasoned, mm-hmm. interesting, logical theories. All logical. Yeah, just just people noticing patterns and putting two and two together. You know, nothing wrong with that. That um, Taylor Swift and, of course, by extension, Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. are government psyops <laughs> that have been deployed to reelect Joe Biden. Mm. Deployed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, so, I mean, here's... Uh, Here's um disgraced journalist, <laughs> disgraced BuzzFeed journalist uh, Benny Johnson, who's pretty much just like a I don't know, like a Ben <clears throat> Ben Shapiro guy now. This is what uh, he has and to say the way about you do this. that is by taking the most brain dead, low information voters. Of course, I'm talking about Swifties, Taylor Swift fans, <laughs> sort of worship. Guys all have squeaky voices. Artist. Kind of like probably like common all pattern, five right? two. Like just out yeah. of the blue, suddenly Scrawny Taylor bitches. Swift's the most famous person on earth. <laughs> now she's at every NFL game with her boyfriend, who's backed by Bud Light and Pfizer. Travis Kelsey <laughs> is this guy who also kind of He's out still of the mad blue becomes Bud Light. time celebrity, really rich, really powerful. Why? He's a tight end. He's like a glorified lineman. That doesn't make any sense. Tight ends aren't famous people in football. What are you talking about? What world are we living in? Sure seems planned. Sure seems like something that is like concocted in order to accelerate the fame of these two people. Get them to the Super Bowl, the largest screens on earth. Get maybe a, get maybe like a proposal after the game. This is my, this is what I think is going to happen. There's going to be like some type of proposal at the, after the Super Bowl. Is rigged for the Chiefs. They've and been dating for what? Two six of these months? people become that, a little bit like, more than that. Yeah. Reached like in so. crazy levels of too. absolute fame, and then they take all that fame that has been given to them by the rotted corporate press, media, entertainment industry. <laughs> he said, "Out of the blue, first off, yeah, I don't think have... like, but dude, I love this. I think my favorite thing about this is how you know all these guys. Half the time, they're just ranting and raving about like." the deterioration of of traditional masculinity in america now you know men are all just these emotional soy boys now and this and that and then this guy just 
goes on a two-minute rant where he just displays that he knows nothing about football. Right. <laughs> yeah. he, he, tight ends, goes, they're not, they're yeah. not a crucial no part no of the NFL. Yeah, there's never been a famous tight end before, like Rob Gronkowski. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Yeah, Shannon Sharp, Gonzalez. I mean, yeah. you got you kidding me? Greg Olson. Yeah. 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 And like Travis Kelsey has been one of the best for years now. Gronkowski literally was the most famous person. Like, that guy was before Kelsey blew up, and then Kelsey yeah. now is all over every state farm before he was dating fucking Taylor Swift. And yeah. he said out of the blue for both of them. I know. Like, yeah. like the like NFL. Taylor, like Taylor Swift hasn't Taylor been Swift, a successful musician for 15 years. She's been one of the most famous, pe- famous people on earth for like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And the funny thing is, too, all like the Maggie people are like, well, when she was mad at the people that originally owned her music rights to Sorrows, and she called them out. We thought we had her. But now she just sold out, and now she's a crazy lib. All. If this is what's the problem with this with these people is that like you have a, a woman and just a lovely relationship of two people that fell in love, whatever, okay? One person is a billionaire musician, one's, you know, arguably the most famous tight end and one of the top five most famous people in the NFL right now. They got a relationship, that's okay. We gotta run them in the mud for what? What that makes yeah, what no are you mad sense. For that they're happy. Right. All she said was you should register Jealousy. to vote. You should register to vote. That's all she said. She didn't say, she didn't put a hat on and say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just, oh man, it's Yo, it's ridiculous. Trevor, you're right. It is jealousy. All these dudes are like yeah. five two. They talk like this. Yeah. And like Taylor Swift's like this yeah. v- beautiful five foot eleven, six foot woman, really talented, has a whole career, like has more success than these guys will ever experience. Yeah. And they're just coming at her. This is another one that was funny. This was this is from uh, OAN, which oh, is God, mm. which is basically like the news network that you would see in some dystopian uh, sci-fi. Yeah, movie. I know what it is. The yeah, Verge. It's, yeah. It, it seems like a like a parody sort of thing. Like it's the it's like if like the news that you would see in in like V for Vendetta or like one of those type of things. And there's um I don't even know who this woman is. I don't know who any of these people are. Allison something. Uh, here's what America's she had to pop say about star this. celebrity sweetheart joins forces with a top dog in the NFL, playing for the team that's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be real here. This is bread and circuses on steroids. Major League Sports, <laughs> in and of itself, is nothing but a psyop. Get kids plugged into the cycle of going to public indoctrination camps, playing sports for their school, and going to games. Many end up devoting their oh, entire yeah. childhood to competing in various sports only to be cut from the team, at which point they become brainwashed into supporting professional teams because they know their dreams of becoming a pro athlete will probably never happen. So then they become obsessed Mm -hmm, with some grown man who gets paid millions of dollars every year to throw a ball around while promoting poison death shots and child slave labor through various brand deals and endorsements. So sad. Imagine being what? so brainwashed by sports, hell? you actually show up to your team stadium to shovel snow for free, <laughs> so you can watch a bunch of grown men who are they overpaid got paid for that. They did. each other. Fault. Misinformation. Fake so news. Though, trudging through three feet of snow amid a massive blizzard just to watch a game. Yeah, sorry, you couldn't pay me to do that. that just imagine fun for a moment, people Clearly, were as this... dedicated to Jesus as they are professional sports. I think the country oh. might look pretty different <laughs> if that were the case. But sadly, as we know, it's not. And perhaps that's why we're witnessing the crumbling and degradation of our once great nation. Instead, all we seem to care about are the celebrities and athletes propped up by the Hollywood elites. And this ongoing theater, this 
fake, carefully crafted show that the masses have been hypnotized by and can't seem to turn off. It's Yo, very, she needs to get laid. L A I D, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. It, it's funny to me too because this is kind of going back to when we were t- a while back when we were talking about the Bud Light thing. How like Hell these yeah. people are just going to run out of things to be mad about, and the fact that now they're just sports are bad. Isn't their you base know, built off of just cheap beer and watching and people know, play football? These are the That's same it. people that boycotted the NFL because of Kaepernick. Now they're right. finding another reason to be mad at the NFL. Yeah. She's and clearly never seen. But I mean, it's so funny because now these sort of, uh, you know, right wing, uh, traditional, whatever you want to call them, people are basically come back around to what you would typically associate with, like, kind of like like weepy liberal people where they're like, yeah, sports are meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a game. Why are you watching grown men run around on a field and you're paying money to it? Like, I feel like, I feel like uh, we're going to see tweets from uh, Ben Shapiro and those kinds of oh guys uh, next Sunday being like, I'm about to watch the superb owl. <laughs> like they're going to be doing that kind it's of so shit. Fucking they're stupid. not going to watch it, but yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. Is, there a, is there a sports ball happening? They're going to be tweeting the right... about the puppy bowl. Yeah, 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 that's that. That's now the right wing position, which is so funny. Yeah, until a Chihuahua scores a touchdown, then they'll be all fucking losing their mind. Like, oh, send him back to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just ah, uh, it's. I also just love thinking about um, the idea of Travis Kelsey being recruited by intelligence agencies to be some kind of psyop or whatever. Just imagining. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey being kidnapped and taken to some CIA black spot, black site in the middle of nowhere with a bag over his head. There's <laughs> some some uh, just shadowy voice that you can't see. He's like, what kind of State Farm commercial to... is this right now? Yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. Hold on now. It's like, you, you, need, you need to start going out with Taylor Swift. It's like, what? Coach Reed, is that you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, mind-boggling that it's got out of hand this much. I mean, like, I, I will say that I was on the train of, like, man, I don't give a shit if Taylor Swift's at the game, only for the sense of that, like, I didn't really care if she was watching her boyfriend play football. I didn't really give a shit if she was there or not. I didn't feel this passionately about that. Now I'm like, these people are getting out of hand here. This is crazy. This makes no sense. Yeah. This is, like, wild. Yeah, like, I'll admit, when I watch a game and I see her seven, eight times during the course of the game, I, I'm thinking, yeah, that's probably a little much. But I'm not sitting there screaming that she's a psyop and this is just a plan to <laughs> no, brainwash people. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect my day-to-day life. I go, they they play the Chiefs. They show Taylor Swift like four or five times. I'm like, I mean, she should be treated like a regular fan, yeah, just I'm like us. Like, she would probably prefer that. Right. Quite I'm frankly. like, that's annoying, yeah. not only for me, but like, gotta be for her I too, because like, she can't just other, be slamming beers and hanging out like with everybody else. Yeah. I feel she bad. Can't she be she like Jason be, Kelsey. I feel bad that she got to hang out with fucking Pat Mahomes' wife. But the other, oh, you know, yeah. that's got to be brutal. <laughs> I mean, the other like hilarious thing about it too is that of all the celebrities and people that you could go after, they they <laughs> they have to go after Taylor Swift, who's I mean, you know, if you're as far as like artists and musicians and stuff, if you're someone who's like somewhat transgressive or you know trying to put on some air of being rebellious or something like. There's always going to be some kind of conservative backlash to that. Like, that's been going on since forever. But, I mean, Taylor Swift is, like, her whole vibe is, like, what I would call, like, aggressively unoffensive. <laughs> like, it's just the most, like, yeah. neutral, mm-hmm. you know, unoffensive, trying to please as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. 
you know, completely. She hasn't like, done not, anything wrong. Not per someone se, in you, her you would not describe her as edgy no, <laughs> or, no. uh, yeah. or transgressive or anything like that. And they're still just like, nope. This isn't good either. Well, apparently she said let's fucking go at the game on on Sunday and people did not like that at all. So oh, yeah. she's starting to enter her offensive girl era. Well, yeah. they, Again, they, they got the, a problem with that. At with like the, the age of 35 With or the whatever. people that have nev- – with a base that is presumably loves football and shit like that, people cursing in football games is like an innate thing that happens. You yeah, watch a sport, her. She, you're passionate, she, She's you been indoctrinated shit. officially yeah. now. Good for her. Only gripe I have with her really is that I'm not a big fan of the music, but also like fraud-ass Eagles fan. Like, let's just call this bitch out for what she is. Bullshit. I, I, that, I don't want to ever see her with a fucking <laughs> Eagles jersey. That's the only thing I got. I don't give a shit anything else about she's that. She's from Yeah, but she, uh, I mean, she was here for the concert. She's she was claimed, all like, she claimed I'm an Eagles, Eagles fan. She identifies as an Eagles fan. Then why are you mad because she's wearing a Chiefs jersey now? Hello, what? It's, her boyfriend plays for the Chiefs. I'm just saying, that's so, my only I mean, gripe so. I got. It's an okay gripe to have. That's all I'm saying. Don't be fucking, you know, changing sides now like that shit. If I was her, if you I were a true... I don't care one way or the other. Nah, time out now. If you were a true sports fan, like she claimed she was, you should be wearing that other Kelsey jersey to the game as a joke, you know what I mean, to your boyfriend. But and She's rocking his gear. I can't, yeah, no, I, no, I, I can't be I'm mad not, about that. I'm not mad. I'm not ready to fucking get all up in arms about it, but... You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, here's what uh, here's what our boy Charles. Charles if you're screaming at the Swift saying she ruined her, you're just a loser. Uh, you're just a loser or a jackass. You can be A or B. One you're, of the two. One of the two. You know what? When it comes to the Super Bowl, where a lot of people who don't watch football all year long double the audience, oh, even at the conference championship spin. games. Yeah. That, man. Part of that is the halftime entertainment. Part of it is the commercials. So for people all of a sudden, because they don't like something about Taylor Swift, either they don't like the Chiefs or they've inferred that Taylor Swift might not be a Trumper, then they're annoyed by Taylor Swift. I can guarantee you that all this news on Fox News would not be happening if she was wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah. They would love it. Oh. Hell yeah, but Bob, look at all the new Bob people Costas, she's brought dude. to the NFL. Yeah, you the see young drop, teen yo. girls who are now watching football. And it's hard to imagine time. the Super Bowl could have a larger rating, but in a small percentage, it Charles may even up so that. Nah. Yeah, fuck this. All right, that's Bob, I will say, though, too, Bob, like when he covers the Olympics, too, something about that voice is like, Nostalgic, you know yeah. what I mean? Love Bob Costas. He's been Costas. doing it forever, yeah. but Love he, ain't, he ain't taking no prisoners. No. Bob Costas, is, he, he woke up and chose violence, 2024, the year of violence. He had that little Bob black, Costas he got a little black like, turtleneck on. He said, hold up now, I got my good glasses on. I'm ready to fuck up, fuck someone's day up real quick. He's ready to pull that Glock out the pocket like, Ma- he Maggie, right out. you coming for Taylor Swift? I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Buckle up, buttercup. Here we yeah, go. Sir, sir Charles, man, you're a loser or a jackass. You're A or B. That's it. He's right, though. It's so stupid to be that. Why do you care that much? The other thing, okay, so the last thing that I also find incredible about this whole situation is that now that all of the, you know, the MAGA right wingers are, uh, you know, convinced that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are in on some kind of diabolical deep state uh, psyop to turn all of our children gay or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that now the team that they have to get behind is the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, they, like, as opposed to the, the Kansas City Chiefs, the team who their fans still do the tomahawk chop. Right. <laughs> and who good point. Most of their season ticket holders are probably named like Clint Glubbins or whatever Gary. the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're rooting for the team of Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom. <laughs> 
and uh, all that uh, you, you know is embodied by uh, California cosmopolitan uh, liberalism. They ha- they now have to get behind the Niners. Oh, it is. It's must pretty be, amazing. Must be pretty difficult. I mean, I guess it is also Nick Bosa's team, so. That uh, yeah, that's, that's part of it. That's one MAGA head, though. Well, that's yeah. but, which has always been funny to me that like uh, both the Bosa brothers play in California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they, you know, they have to like every every week. Yeah, they need the, to send the ass to Florida. Yeah, every week the the Bosa guys have to you know suit up and run around the field to entertain the very same people that are you know sucking the adrenochrome out of all the our precious white babies. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Must be tough for them. It's a crazy game, man. It's a crazy game. Crazy world we live in here, fellas. What, you know hey what I mean? Man, what a time to be alive. Yep. Well, I think I'll just about do it for us here tonight, everybody. Please leave us a five-star rating and review every at your podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I said Titter. Titter. Titter, baby. That's the new, yeah. It's going to go X.com, and once that fails, it's going to just yeah, you're going right to X, on the Titter. You're going to XXX.com slash Titter. It's logical. <laughs> Backslash Citywide Pod. I'm like, I'm like tempted to see if that's your real website, but I don't want my computer to get a virus, so I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, do we that. need your computer for this. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to compromise anything. Not but hold Titter. up. We got to throw the shield thing in there. Dean told me we should throw this in. Shout out, Dean. Fop. Yo, we gotta get Dean on the pod to talk about the injury. Yeah, Big yeah. Time. Maybe he's, next he's week. Dean, we gotta now. get you on the pod. We haven't next had a guest in a next while. Next week, make it happen. You, if he's if he's free, he's a doctor, man. He's a busy man. But yo, what Dean told me is he told me to tell the listeners, hey, go on your your partner's Twitter, your roommate's Twitter, your son's Twitter, your daughter's Twitter, your dad's Twitter, your mom's Twitter. Follow us. Follow us on their Instagram. Follow us on their YouTube. Help us get our ratings up. Watch our videos on their YouTube. You can put the phone down and walk away. You can hit the like button. Just leave it at that. Help us get our ratings up. They don't even have to watch this shit. Yeah. Hell, they, they <laughs> don't even need to know if the, who we are. If they're your parents, you probably don't want them to know yeah. who we I are. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're not able to tie your parents down and clip their eyeballs open and force them to watch the whole YouTube episode. The best, you, the least you can do is just break into their phone, sneakily put the little thing in the face like thing, our open it up. shit on their computer. Mm-hmm. We'll take that. But, um, and also send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. <laughs> and from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.